The good news is the Boston Bruins held Connor McDavid without a point on Thursday night. The bad news, they lost to the Edmonton Oilers, snapping their 10-game winning streak. Let's talk about it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, March 10th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. We are free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube, so please do smash that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing down through the remainder of the regular season and into the playoffs. It's a snowy one out there. I've been Googling Bruins hats for the last few days, looking forward to wearing caps instead of toques, but it's coming down pretty good, and winter is not yet over, unfortunately. But a quick reminder that you can follow the podcast on Locked NHL Bruins on Twitter, Instagram. You can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, and Bruins cap selections at Ian C. McLaren. Now let's start with the good news. Boston held Connor McDavid without a point last night in a showdown against the Edmonton Oilers. It's an impressive feat, and it had a lot to do with Boston's top defense pairing last night of Dmitry Orlov and Charlie McAvoy. Head coach Jim Montgomery said he thought Orlov defended really well, made a lot of plays, especially in the second period, offensively and defensively. Charlie did as well. The decor, besides breaking the puck out in the first, played really well. That's kind of where they struggled. And, of course, there was a defensive lapse between, of all players, Patrice Bergeron and McAvoy that led to the tying goal for the Edmonton Oilers. And it's a rarity that Boston would go on to lose after holding a lead after two periods. Boston last night had a chance to hit the 50 win mark fastest in NHL history. They also could have clinched a playoff spot that didn't come to pass, not only because of the loss, but also because some other teams picked up some points. Uh, But they entered the final 20 minutes with a 2-1 lead. But Ryan McLeod and Darnell Nurse scored for the Oilers, snapping Boston's 10-game winning streak and also ending a very impressive run of success when the Bruins hold the lead. Boston was 33-0-3 when scoring first. They were set to become just the third team in NHL history with a stretch of 37-plus games at any point of a season, winning when holding a lead. Instead, uh, they dropped the lead in the second and beyond for the first time this season. They're now 33-1-3. 
Overall, they're 49-9-5 on the season. They lost for just the third time in regulation on home ice in game 65, I believe. So still very impressive. Their success rate when leading after two periods, still very good. Um, And so big picture, there's not really too much to be worked worried about actually sorry they were 33 0 and 3 when scoring first they were 35 0 and 2 when leading after two periods patrice bergeron said it's was in the third where they got back on their heels didn't play their game and the oilers just took it to them the first 40 wasn't perfect but they still have good control of the game they're up by one and that's where they've had success all year they're not happy with how the third period went they've got to learn from it they got on their heels a little bit and didn't deny their speed. And the, the Oilers just took it to them. Um, Montgomery didn't really believe the Bruins played up to their standard last night. He said after the first, they were lucky to be up 2 nothing. Oilers were the better team. Bruins got better in the second. But they passed up too many opportunities to push the lead. They were very non-competitive offensively is the best way to say it. Turning down shots, not driving to hard areas, not winning enough battles to create offensive zone time. It was a good lesson for the Bruins because Edmonton played well. They're a good team. They have Stanley Cup aspirations. The Bruins can't sit back when they have a lead. They should have been pushing. He said they should have been pushing the envelope. Instead, they were sealing the envelope. So overall, it's a a learning lesson for the Boston Bruins. Tough to lose. You know, it's rare to keep McDavid off the score sheet and lose to the Oilers. It's rare for the Bruins to blow a third period lead and to lose after scoring first. Is that a trend that's going to continue? I mean, probably not. It's, again, incredibly rare. The Bruins were 33-0-3 when scoring first, heading into last night, 35-0-2 when leading after two periods. Overall, they're 49-9-5 on the season and have lost for just the third time in regulation at home. They're going to have home ice advantage in the playoffs, and... Overall, I don't think there's really too much to be worried about. The Oilers are a pretty good team. They got better at the trade deadline. And it's a good learning lesson for the Boston Bruins. We're going to talk about some positives from this one and also look ahead to the weekend's action against the Detroit Red Wings. But first, a word about today's sponsor, the official sports book of Locked On, which is FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. Now's the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel sports book app, which is safe and secure, super easy to use, and you can bet. On everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, 
FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Were there some positives last night? Well, yes. I mentioned Connor McDavid was held without a point. Orlov, McAvoy played well defensively for the most part. Also, Brad Marchand tied the Bruins record for consecutive 20-goal seasons with his 10th, joining Johnny Busick, who did it from 67 to 76, and Patrice Bergeron, who... Is currently on the same streak. He hit that mark last month. It was his 12th 20 career goal campaign, which is third in Bruins history behind Busick, who has 16, and Bergeron, who has 14. Bergeron lauding Marchand's work ethic and the way that he approaches every practice, every game, every workout, his will and his want to just get better every day and his competitive level. He's one of those guys that competes and goes to those tough areas. Kudos to him. Not surprised that he's been able to do it again, even after undergoing double hip surgery last offseason. And by his own admission, he's not quite where he wants to be in terms of his, uh, his level of play. Marchand with one goal, three shots last night. Big bear of the night, giving it to David Pasternak. He had a goal. He had an assist. Six shots on goal, largely outplaying his counterpart in Connor McDavid. Uh, McDavid was held to one shot on goal, which is pretty incredible. The Bruins uh, only took one penalty, kept Edmonton's league-leading power play at bay. 0 for 1 last night with the man advantage. The Bruins actually outshot the Oilers 28-22 in this one. And really, it's a game that they should have taken. Um, But the Oilers, again, they're a a pretty good team. Uh, Boston led in shot attempts, shots, scoring chances, High danger chances. Should have won this one. And, uh, you know, they just let it get away. And hopefully it's a learning lesson for them. There was one scary moment in this one where Jake DeBrusque briefly left in the first period after colliding with Matthias Ekholm. But Jim Montgomery said after the game that he's fine. It was got the wind knocked out of him because when you're not expecting a hit, and there's just an accidental collision like that, you don't brace yourself for the hit, and it knocks the air out of you. The Bruins are lucky, he said, that that's all that it was. I found that interesting that um, I was watching the Sportsnet broadcast where Louis DeBrusque, who is Jake's father, was doing color analysis for this one. He said, of the play, obviously DeBrusque was shaken up. He doesn't stay down too often like that. And he said he's been dealing with a little bit of an injury in the upper body. Looks like it catches him right in that spot. Now, 
There's no clarity as to whether or not this was the injury that he suffered in the winter classic, or if it's something new that he has been dealing with since coming back a little insider information there from Jake's dad. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he is indeed able to get back out there for practice this morning in preparation for these games coming up against the Detroit Red Wings over the weekend. Uh, McAvoy leading all Bruins. Actually, no, Lindholm had 23 minutes, 59 seconds. McAvoy with 23 minutes and 53 seconds. Orlov coming in third at 19-17. And I know there's going to be a lot of people calling for Grizzly to come out of the lineup. Not really his strongest game. We'll probably likely see Connor Clifton draw back into the lineup for one of these games over the weekend for sure. I thought it was interesting as well that they went with Swayman in this one, considering there's back-to-back coming up. So he'll get two of three starts here, including last night and on the weekend, coming out after the break, a few days off. I would have thought they would have gone with Allmark in this marquee showdown, um, but they went with Swayman. Three goals on 22 shots for an 864 point percentage. Not exactly his strongest showing of the season either. We're going to tee up these games against the Detroit Red Wings coming up here in a moment. First, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. All right. Bruins, Red Wings coming up. This weekend, back-to-back matinees. The first one will take place at TD Garden, 1 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow afternoon. And then there'll be a rematch Sunday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. Now, the Red Wings had been kicking around a little bit in the wildcard race. They are now pretty well out of it. They are seven points back of the Penguins. And we kind of saw that they were obviously in a bit of sell mode before the deadline, sending Philip Ronick to the Vancouver Canucks, trading Jacob Rana to the St. Louis Blues, and of course, sending Tyler Bertuzzi to the Boston Bruins. Should be an emotional return for Bertuzzi to Detroit on Sunday, and I would expect him to be mixing it up with his old teammates on uh, both games. Red Wings, 3-6-1 over their last 10. And these are two games that the Bruins should take. Um, I know it's a back-to-back. Both teams are in the same situation. Bruins are just the better team. Um, Detroit's power play is 20th ranked at 20.2. The Bruins have fallen to 9th. In a real swoon lately, hopefully these games against the 19th ranked penalty kill should help Boston find their groove on the power play. Um, Red Wings 22nd ranked in goals four per game, 20th ranked in goals allowed 3.25. They do have a couple 
are one good option in net in Ville Husso. Magnus Helberg currently the backup. Uh, so they should see both of those. I would expect Olmark will get the start on Saturday, and then we'll see Swayman again on Sunday. Their leading scorers over the last five games are defensemen, Mo Sider with uh, three points, all assists over the last five games. Wallman with two goals over the last five games to lead the team. Uh, so they're struggling offensively, which is no surprise considering they gave up one of their better offensive defensemen and a couple uh, guys who can put the puck in the net. Detroit now seventh in the Atlantic division. And again, these are games that the Bruins should take. Uh, they need to respond after this loss by taking care of a team that is well down in the standings. Detroit is led in scoring by Dylan Larkin, who just recently signed a contract extension there. Uh, veteran David Perron. He always seems to mix it up with the Bruins dating back to the St. Louis days. You got Andrew Kopp in there, Dominic Kubelik. So they have some guys who can put the puck in the net, Lucas Raymond. But again, this is a game the Bruins should take, both of these games. Seeing some breaking news around the NHL right now, the Philadelphia Flyers firing Chuck Fletcher, replacing him with Daniel Briere. So that's a pretty cool um, promotion for him. And uh, I've always been a fan of Briere. Uh, three members of the 2005-2006 Buffalo Sabres, now GMs, including Chris Drury and Mike Greer, which is pretty wild. Stick tap to Mark Shag of the Hockey Writers for that little tidbit. All right, that's it for today, friends. I don't know, not panicking after last night's loss. Losses are going to come up throughout the regular season. The Bruins still have a point percentage of 817, a goal differential of 104, and still far and away the best team in the NHL, a nine-point lead over the Carolina Hurricanes. They're going to win the President's Trophy. They're going to have home ice advantage in the postseason where they have only lost three games in regulation this season. It's a learning lesson. These bumps are going to come up and it's a hopefully a kick in the butt for them to not get complacent, not take nights off, not take shifts off and just keep the uh, foot on the pedal um, so that they don't develop any, bad habits heading into the postseason. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for downloading, watching, for supporting the podcast. Follow along at Locked NHL Bruins, at ENC McLaren on both Twitter and Instagram. This weekend, I'll be watching the games, obviously. It's my wife's uh, birthday this weekend, so we'll be going out to celebrate tomorrow night. Thank goodness it's an afternoon game. And then we'll be back on Monday to recap this action, bring you all the latest with regards to our Boston Bruins here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here on Monday, unless something huge happens over the weekend, and I'll jump on there to record as well.
Have a good one.